Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook. Um, this week, we're going to do what we did two weeks ago, um, which is just have one person on with me, and we're going to do, well, what we're calling a mini episode, although the last time we did this, our mini episode ended up being 45 minutes long. Um, so mini is perhaps not the right term. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll workshop some ideas <laughs> and get back to you. Um, and, uh, Mason's here again, and he's gonna, he's gonna ask me some questions this time, which, um, frankly is terrifying. And I've already made sure that my affairs are in order and my will is signed and sealed. So, um, yeah. as we will be uh, commemorating my death this evening, um, death by trivia. Um, yeah. before we, before we get to hang on Mason, I'm not ready for you yet. Okay. Before sorry. We... Sorry. <laughs> Before we get to that, um, we're recording this on Wednesday, the 6th of September, um, 2023. And so uh, episode 97 with Margaret and Stephanie came out this morning. And um, if you listened to that episode before 5.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time, you will notice that there was about two minutes of dead air at the end of that episode. And that was because I was editing that episode last night at approximately 10, 15 p.m. Um, and I was tired because that is past my bedtime. And so I forgot to cut out the little the the uh, the air at the end and put the ending music on. So if you listened this morning and had a, a, a less than ideal listening experience because of that, I apologize. Um, although I have to say. This, as I said, was our it was our ninety seventh episode, and that is the first time that I've done something stupid like that. So, you know, one out of ninety seven, I'm I'm still batting pretty close to a thousand. So I'm not uh, not super torn up about it because um, I've got about fifteen thousand other things to do this week. But I will try not to let that happen in the future. And yes, I know at least as of this recording. I haven't put the video up yet. I'm probably gonna I'm gonna get to that tonight. Which by the time you listen to this will be a complete moot point because it'll be a week later. But that's beside the point. Okay. Thank you, Dad, who texted me this morning um to alert me that we had a problem. Um Mason, did you did you notice the problem? Did you listen to the episode today? Um I I've not listened to the episode today. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to do that. Uh, after this episode, in fact. Oh, good, good. Okay, I'm glad. Alrighty. Well, you've you've already heard him, um, but there he is. Uh, it's Mason. Um, <clears throat> it it won't be just the two of us doing these mini quote unquote episodes. Um, I'd like to have other people on. Um, so if you're a if you are a former contestant and you would be interested in going alone, um, on this, uh, please do let me know. And. Uh, Maybe we can slot you in before too long. I think we're going to do this either every other week or every or or a couple of times a month, so that my burden of having to write so many questions for the full episodes is not so great. Anyway, that's uh, that's my piece. Um, but to update you on the episode count, this is episode number ninety eight, and mm-hmm. uh, next week will be episode ninety nine, and then the following week will be episode one hundred. Um, and as uh, as we've said, we're very excited about that. So 
uh, stay tuned for Trivia Over Tea episode 100 in, uh, in two weeks. But please do listen to the rest of this episode and also next week's episode and the other 97 episodes that we've released um, because they're all, well, most of them are pretty good. Um, anyway, uh, Mason, I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to you. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so for those who don't know the format of these, uh, um, these little uh, micro brews as they are, uh, there are ten questions of varying subject. No multiple choice. They're all, I guess they're ten points. I guess they're one point. You know, I mean, it's not like yeah, the, you're mostly competing against yourself, frankly. You know, well, I, I think we're competing against the dealer. This is like the blackjack of trivia. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, and I, yeah. I, I got I got some good questions here. Some some actually really interesting stories as well to go along with them. Oh, good. Uh, well, I, I can't wait to get them all wrong. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Are, uh, so, Matthew. Yeah. Are you ready? Sure. All right. So here is question number one. In 1979, the Pittsburgh Steelers were approached by what Big Ten school for permission to use the Steeler uniforms as the base for their new uniforms? Big Ten school. Okay. I'm going to assume that the answer is not the University of Southern California. Um, okay, so let's let's think about this for a second. The Steelers are would be black and yellow. I'm trying to think if there are any Big Ten schools that have the that color scheme but maybe that's a misnomer maybe maybe it's more of the logo the Steelers logo at least the current one I can't say I can picture the 1979 um uniform we have a circle and we have those three little three little diamonds in there that's it the Steelers have not changed their uniform since like the 60s okay okay so I'm I'm okay so let's let's see if we can name the Big Ten teams. Penn State. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's not Penn State. Ohio State. Mm, probably not. Michigan. Mm, no. Spartans. Michigan State. No. Indiana. I can't imagine that. Illinois. No. Um, Wisconsin. No. Minnesota. No. Um, boy, I'm running out of Big Ten teams. Um, have have I have I mentioned the right answer yet? No. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> okay, what am I for? What am I forgetting then? Um, Big Ten. Oh, well, I mean, Northwestern is Big Ten school. Um, okay, I was hoping to get a reaction out of you, but you didn't react. So, um, okay, so I will react not... to the correct answer potentially. Okay, <laughs> I forgot about the state of Iowa because there are there's one Big Ten team in Iowa. The University of Iowa, um, and I cannot picture their uniforms at all, nor what a Hawkeye looks like. But maybe they're they. Mm, mm, I'm going to go with Iowa. That is correct. It is the University of Iowa. Boom. Yeah, they still have they still use those uniforms as the basis of their uniforms today. Uh, notably, uh, the reason why they went with the Steelers is because. The Steelers, of course, were the dominant team of the era, and and the coach at the time decided if they wanted to play like winners, they have to look like winners. And so they got permission. Uh, they first went, reached out to Mean Joe Green, 
Um, and then he redirected them to the Steeler team president, who then sent them um, a bunch of Terry Bradshaw jerseys to use as the basis for their um, uniform. And of course, they they have they gave him the blank black helmet at w- where they slapped the Hawkeye on both sides. And in fact, um, a notable thing about that helmet is that uh, occasionally, if they want to like honor a person, it's notable to remove the Hawkeye from the helmet and they'll play with either blank helmets or helmet with like a number or an acronym on it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As soon as I, as soon as I started to think about Iowa, I realized that their, their color scheme, at least for the uniforms is black and yellow. Is it, is it not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. They actually, yeah, they had that color scheme before they um, took the Steeler uniforms. Mm. And in fact, it was one of the big impetuses to take the Steeler uniforms as well. That makes sense. Um, I, I love how I had to go through literally every other Big Ten team. At least hey, you that didn't. Was, at least that was you didn't Big go Ten. through Maryland. Okay, but I don't think that <laughs> I, I, I don't think that Maryland um, was in the Big Ten in 1979. Um, uh, they was, were. They were not. They were indeed not in the Big Ten. Yeah. Was is Purdue was in the in the Big Ten? I don't think I mentioned that is Purdue. correct. Purdue is in the Big Ten. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mentioned all the other ones, but yeah, much love yeah, to Purdue, the state of Iowa. Yeah. Purdue also uses how... a, I guess, a uniform that's actually more closely resembles the original uniforms of the Steelers, which had like um kind of goldish helmets. Mm, okay. People don't realize they didn't always have a black helmet. They only had the black helmet when they introduced the um the logo on the side, and they. And the Steeler helmet only originally the reason why it's only on one side is because Art Rooney wanted to test to see how good it was. Yeah, how it looked good. So you only put it on one side of the helmet and then they did really well that season. And being superstitious, he kept it that way. <laughs> Just and thus well, you got to ride the hot hand. I was say, hey, uh, if it works, it helmet. works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, question uh, that was question one. Good job, Matthew. Uh, time for question two. The suffix. In, I-N-E, denotes an element as being part of what famously reactive periodic group? Oh, Lord. Um, okay. Um, what periodic groups can I remember? The noble gases is the first one that jumps to mind. Um, and then there's like halogens. There's like alkaline earth metals. I think there's just alkaline metals. Mm, I don't know. Um, can you can you can you uh, say the question again? Sure. The suffix "een," uh, spelled "i-n-e," mm-hmm. uh, denotes an element as being part of what famously reactive periodic group? Um. Do do the do the elements have to have "ine" at the end of their name? Um. For this group, it is convention that they do have uh, I I N E. There there are a couple groups where it is convention that they have uh, a certain like ending to just make it easier for everyone. Okay, well then it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the noble gases then. Um, well, this is this is not my area of expertise. Um, as as we can tell from my um silly ramblings over the last minute i'm just gonna say the halogens that is correct it is the halogens wow look at me yeah the halogens matthew how many halogens can you name 
Oh boy. Um, there are six of is, them. Is 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 the halogens? Are they the ones that are in the column that's second from the right? That is, yeah. They're the they're okay. the column. Um. Uh. Yeah. Second from the right. Okay. They're, so then, so that means that neon is a halogen. No, that's a noble gas. Fluorine. That's what I meant. Yes, fluorine. fluorine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had to sing the "Do You Know the First Ten Elements of the Periodic Table" song in my head, yeah. and I, yeah, fluorine. That's what mm -hmm. I meant. Okay, that's the only one I can name. I'm pretty sure, off the top of my head. Can you can you tell uh, us the other five? Yeah. So there's fluorine. You mm -hmm. already mentioned chlorine. Uh, um. Oh. Bromine, okay. or bromine. Aha. Uh -huh. Iodine. Okay. Uh, astatine, which is notoriously difficult to, um, you know, get samples of, and then uh, tennessine, which is like a really super heavy element. It's the right. second largest element on the whole periodic table, at one seventeen. I could have really helped myself if I had sung the, the first ten elements of the periodic table, song, before I guessed. Yeah, because I then... mean. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because then I would have I would have named fluorine and I would go, oh, maybe it's that column. Yeah, no. Um, um, but I'm proud of myself that I got the, the right answer anyway. Yeah, no. Um, the halogens also are notable in that when they bond with hydrogen, they uh, they form they all form acids. Oh, that's so that's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting because they have um, like one electron mi uh, missing from their valence shell, unlike the noble gases, which are famously inert. And they also okay. sort of have an ending. Only helium doesn't end in on, you know, okay. yeah. neon, radon, um, argon, xenon, xenon. Yeah. Yeah. See, Krypton, I could have done I, I could have done much better Agnizon. naming the noble gases. I could yeah, have done like, much better with that. Um, but anyway, yeah, only because they're noble. Um, all right, let's go on to another subject that yeah. I know no, no more about. Yeah. Num number three. And you would know more about this. The Hermosillo and the Greyhound are two notable bars in what Northeast LA neighborhood centered around York and Figueroa? Oh. Well, I, I hope it's Highland Park. That is correct, yes. Uh, I, I wanted to throw you a bit of a, a softball here, oh, you thank know. thank you. That's very I, sweet. I, I, I don't figured think I need it, though, though, because I'm, I'm so far crushing yeah. your quiz. I, I also wanted to see, to make sure you were paying attention, because uh, a bit of a trap in there is to name uh is to say that it's eagle rock or you know, something like that yeah that's true yeah i did i i i think i probably thought of eagle rock first only because i've spent more time in eagle rock because i've unfortunately spent a lot of time at occidental college um but then when you said figueroa the intersection of york and figueroa is at the center of highland park and located less than a 10 minute drive from my house um, yeah though i cannot say i've been i if, if you had just given me the names of the bars i would have had i would have had no idea um because yeah. i don't frequent bars yeah no, i chose intentionally i chose a bar that's on york and a bar that's on figueroa oh. in fact they're both kind Butter. of relatively kind of near the center of each of those streets hmm. and also notably in the middle of figueroa is the highland park station Right. Yes. On the on the gold line or the A line or the whatever line. Yeah, it, it would be now. an A line station. Okay. 
I, they yeah. they keep changing it. I'm I'm a I'm a gold line. Yeah, the gold line through. through. Um, rest in peace to the gold line. It got split up in two, but you know. Yeah, very silly of them. But hey, you know there. Hey, if it gets us our metro station to LAX and Westwood, you know what? I'm down for a weird letter scheme. Well, it would have been nice if they had actually extended the gold line all the way out to Claremont. Um, like that would be lovely. Like they said that they one day would, and then they never did. Well, Um, I have no idea if that's still a thing or not. I I'm, I assume that they're probably going to do that at some point. Frankly, I don't see why they wouldn't try. Not not that it would help me at all at this point. Um, but it would have been really helpful about, I don't know, five years ago, but that's neither, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hopefully your knowledge helps you right now with uh, question four. By the way, Matthew, you are really killing it so far. I, I'm crushing it. I've, I'm bringing my A game today. And yeah, that frankly, might change. Frankly, um, I think that because you only got four out of ten last uh, the last time we did this, I'm already at three, and I've still got seven questions left. So yeah, I think you're you're you're. I, I you're did really fumble slacking. a couple of those though. So like, I I wanted to make you feel good. Yeah, well, this, that that last one was a real softball, and um, I I hope you didn't put it in there to because you thought that I would get all the other ones wrong. Obviously you were wrong about that. Um so anyway. Well I put it in there to trick you, but anyway, um well question four. In his song Cheeseburger in Paradise, Jimmy Buffett describes oh, no. the titular food as quote, heaven on earth with a what? Yeah. Okay, this is gonna be the first one that I get wrong because um um I I'm I know I've heard this song before. But boy, if I don't know any of the words, um, with a what? What can can you can you um can can you give me the lyric again? Heaven on earth with a what? This is describing a cheeseburger. Heaven on earth with a bun. No, heaven on earth with an onion slice. Yeah, I wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, yeah. I I have to say. I know Wasting Away in Margaritaville mm-hmm. and um, Come Monday and Come Monday, which is a lovely yeah. song and um, and his duet with Alan Jackson. In which uh, it's five sing, o'clock somewhere. Um, it, yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, always bringing it back to the country music. Um, and I, I like intuitively know that Cheeseburger in Paradise is a song, but yeah, I just don't. Uh, yeah, don't don't have it in there. Yeah. Sorry, I had the double cheeseburger in paradise at Margaritaville the other day. Did you? I'm not surprised. You know, um, it, it was pretty decent for what it was, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good margarita, too. Well, good. they have a whole margarita menu at Margaritaville. Yeah, well, I, I should hope so. Yeah, there's um, like 12 margaritas on the menu. Did you try them all? I did not try them all. I did not have that mu- enough, much money to actually spend there. Well, <laughs> you might have. Well. They might have had to drag you out of the restaurant before you got through all 12 anyway. um, All right. Let's move on now. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, this is a this is another one that you might not get. Uh, Question five. During the pre-title cutscene of Pokemon Black and White, N is crowned the king of Team Plasma by what leader of the Seven Sages and man antagonist of the Unova games? Well, never played Pokemon. Never played Lenova, Unova, Unova or Lenova. Um, never 
never caught them all or whatever you do in um, Pokemon Tr Go. Trust me, Matthew. Catch it. Uh, there are a lot of people that have played it that haven't caught them all. That's that that's becoming less and less feasible by the day. Well, and I'm just stating for the record that I haven't caught them. Yeah, all. that's true. Um, I think cumulatively, I've probably caught them all. Wow. That that was through. I, I know, I I know. Um, is Pokemon Go is that still a thing? That was it, that was it so is still 2016. A thing. Yeah, that that absolutely was. I'll never forget uh, Scout Camp that year. Uh, people were literally walking around the camp playing Pokemon Go it, like it, at night. It came out like July like 7th, 8th, 2016, yeah. somewhere in there, because I was in Canada in Lund, British Columbia at the International Coral Kathaumi, which was actually in Powell River, but we stayed in Lund. Um, and as, as soon as it came out, everybody except for me started playing it. And I thought it was very silly. Um, I mean, granted, a lot of the people that like played the actual Pokemon games also still think it is very silly and do make fun of a lot of the people that still religiously play it as they should. Yeah, um, though, of course, I'm I'm I I subscribe to many silly things, but I but yeah, but can you subscribe to the correct answer to this question, Matthew, is the can, real can, question. Can you, can you repeat the question? Because I've forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, during the pre-title cutscene of Pokemon Black and White, that is the first Generation 5 game, N is crowned the king of Team Plasma by N? what lead? N. N. Just, oh, just okay. the letter N. The letter N. Okay. Thank yes. you. N is crowned the king of Team Plasma by what leader of the Seven Sages and main antagonist of the Unotiva games? Mm, Kirby. No. That would be uh, one of the great... Eight villain themes of all time, you know, good old Getsis, Getsis, you know, uh, Getsis Harmonia, Get Getsis, uh, great villain by the way, uh, probably has one of the great moments in the series where he low key threatens to kill the player, and also drops a castle on the Elite Four, and those happen in two different games by the way. So, you I know, wouldn't know. Yeah, he also freezes an entire city. So like. Yeah, no, Getsis is a crazy guy. Like, absolutely amazing villain. I just really hope Pokemon does not screw up the Generation 5 remakes as badly as they did Gen 4. Oh. Yeah, boy, that Gen 4 remake. Wow. Yeah. Really, it, quite, really quite something that was. Yeah, no, brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. They are, they are video games. They are the video games of all time, you know? Mason, I think you should start your own um video game review podcast in which you I just talk about video games i absolutely should you know and you and know. talk about them with people who 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 know what you're talking about which would yeah and have you on you know well i can um no no <laughs> actually no i'm just, so just gonna, so gonna no. react to my opinions as it were i i i mean my reaction is always going to be the same i just <laughs> i won't know what you're talking about yeah Unless you're talking about Mario Kart or Minecraft. Right, right, right. That and reminds me of this. Dota 2. Yeah, at this point in time, by the way, uh, the, the last set of booster courses for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has not come out yet. But when that does, my brother and I will go head to head against each other in, a, in the ultimate all cup tour. All 96 courses just hmm. straight through. Wow. Well, that gives me something to look forward to at Christmas. Um, shall we? Yeah. Shall we move on 
Yeah, question six. Uh, so in the 2012 dr- NBA draft lottery, the New Orleans Hornets won the first overall pick, which they would use on what Kentucky superstar that was the consensus top prospect? Wait, so can, can you give me the year again? 2012. Zion Williamson. This is this is the other. Unfortunately, it's the other New Orleans top okay, pick. Okay. okay, then it's Anthony Davis, right? It was Anthony Davis, yeah. Okay, what year was Zion Williamson? He's too young. Uh, yeah, he was 2019, 2019, 2020. Oh, that recent? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's Yeah, right. no. The reason I bring this yeah, up I should is, have known that. Well, you, I, you I, get, I think I get half credit. Do I get half credit? Ah, uh, sure. I'll give you half credit for Thank that. You. Because I, 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 I came up with the right answer. You you did come up with the right answer. And you did. Yeah. I will say the reason I bring this up is because that was also the year that the Charlotte Bobcats famously went seven and 59, you know, oh. or maybe, yeah, worst win percentage in NBA history. And they were basically tanking for Anthony Davis and they didn't get Anthony Davis. They had at one point uh, a 64% chance of the number one pick. They were down to the final two is them in New Orleans and they lost out. Mm. And the guy they drafted, I think, was out of the league within like three years. Well, sometimes trust the process doesn't work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, there's a shout outs, by the way, to Secret Base. They have a great documentary on the 2011, 2012 Bobcats that you, you should all go. It's uh, I believe it's called the people you play you. The people you pay to be in shorts. Fantastic documentary on that that you should all go watch. Sounds like maybe I could have been on at least on the bench for the Charlotte Bobcats. Unironically, you probably could have. I probably could have been in the bench. <laughs> like probably not it, tall enough, though. Well, no, 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 Matthew. Oh, I don't. I don't I'm think you understand, though. though. One of the big reasons why they were not good is that they were the, by far the shortest team in the league. So you would have fit right in. Oh, okay. I'm not short, by the way. Just want our listeners who have not met me. No, he's not basketball no. tall, is what he's saying. No, I'm six foot one, so which like is normal person tall, but it's not basketball over, tall. I still stand over most people. So. Yeah. Um, All right. So anyway. question seven, including in 1990... Mason. including yep. Mason. Just want to throw that out there. Anyway, question seven. Um, in 1997, Smash Mouth would release their debut album, Fush You Mang which featured what song, the first of their songs, to peak at number one on the Billboard charts? Okay, so, you know, yesterday, I think it was, um, when I was listening to the story about their singer on the radio, they they mentioned a Smash Mouth song that I, I, of course, did not know it was Smash Mouth, but it was a song that I definitely heard before. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that that was Smash Mouth. Um, but can I come up with it right now? Um, probably not. Um, I, I presume it's like, I, 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 I presume it's like their biggest hit. It, mm, it's not the thing, but it's the other thing. If oh. that makes sense. Well, then maybe I don't know it. Um, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'd never heard of the band Smash Mouth until this week. Um, so yeah, sorry to everybody out there. Um, wow. But we, sh- we should know by now that pop culture is not my strong suit. Um, especially bands. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna say we built this city on rock and roll, which I know is not. That's that. Starship, Matthew. Yeah, I know. 
you know so obviously their big thing is all is all star you know that's their number yes, one yes that's what i yes okay yeah. if you had okay if you had but it's not all star it's okay not that I, yeah that's that's what i was trying to think of and of course i only know the song because of shrek and, and yeah i should have yeah, it was a right. hit before it was in shrek but it, the shrek gave it a new life but well, that was their i believe that was their second song to peak at number one the first song to peak at number one is their other thing and that is walking on the sun okay i don't think i know that one yeah it's actually pretty good um it it's a very different it's very different from all-star i should say hmm. um an interesting note is that um Walking on the Sun, uh, the actual creation behind the song is that is sort of in reaction actually to the Rodney King riots was oh. when it was created. Did uh, as sort of being like, you know, just a, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, question eight, uh, Sam Reich is the host of what dropout series whose rules are different every episode? Um... Can I can I get a hint on this one? <laughs> like, are we talking? Is this a game show? Is this a reality show? Yeah, it's a game show. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, Sam Reich. Yep. Um, are there any opera questions in this set? Don't worry, Matthew. Okay. You, you just just think of the answer to this one. Okay. Um. All right. It's a dropout game show. Yep, on dropout. On dropout. What is dropout? Is that a channel? No, it's a streaming service. Oh, that's why I don't know it. Okay, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore. But it's the street. It's a streaming service for made by College Humor. Ah, that's why I don't know it. Okay, great. Glad we've cleared that up. Um. Um. Hmm. Okay, let's go with Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? No. You'll notice I very carefully avoided a very particular verb in the wording of that question. Uh, because that verb would indeed be a game changer. Just like the title of the show, it's Game Changer. I've never heard of that. Yeah, no. The, there, are some ama- there are some great episodes. Surely you've heard the famous Brennan Lee Mulligan monologue from one of the episodes. No. Although knowing you, you definitely don't know who that is or if, if, what if I'm talking was, about. If it was on the internet, no. Yeah, I figured. Um, all right. So this, yeah, <laughs> you'd like it though, Matthew. You would like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it would definitely it would remind you of a game show that I would host. You know. Oh, that's frightening. I don't know that I want to watch that then. Well, no, you you want to watch it. It's it's very it's very entertaining. Okay. And it's on dropout, which is very reasonably priced. So like, you know, mm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about it. I think I might need to get Paramount Plus for the next yeah. few months only for the sole purpose um, of watching Frasier. Um, yeah, I, don't, see, I, I really could not care any care less about anything else on Paramount Plus. And yeah, we I had will, this discussion over dinner the other day was sort of the new Frasier. Did we? Yeah, we had this at dinner. We're oh, sort oh, of okay. your your sort of thoughts on it as a avid fan of the original run of the show. Right. Okay. That's coming. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and I think I I think I need to watch the whole. I, I mean, it's I I really just need an excuse to watch the whole thing over again anyway because I haven't actually watched uh, it. I oh haven't watched it since like 2017. It's been a really 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 long time. And now, thank you for giving me the segue that you didn't know you were giving me so that I could talk about Frasier. Um, I'm listening to this podcast um, called We're Listening, in which they they detail um, out each episode. They like review it. Um, and, uh, uh, they're, they're currently on the end of season five. Um, mm. and so I've, I've listened to like their most recent couple of episodes thought I liked it. And so I started back at the beginning when they talk about the pilot. Um, and so now I'm going to work my way through that. And so, um, at least I've, I've got my entertainment now for the next like year and a half, cause it's going to take me forever to go through their podcast, but that's a good thing because I need stuff to listen to. Um, but it makes me excited to like rewatch the series and relive the, the best television show of all time. Um, which I still stand by. So yeah, I anyway, know. So spicy takes here on the uh, yeah on the trivia over tea. And, and and my my official position as of Wednesday, September sixth, twenty twenty three, is that I am going to watch the reboot the reboot of Frasier, but I am nervous. But because, I mean, obviously you can't have Frasier without Kelsey Grammer. I like to think that Kelsey Grammer wouldn't produce anything that's going to be a bad product. So but. that gives me some hope. But the fact that there's no David Hyde Pierce, there's no Jane Leaves, there's no Perry Gilpin. And of course, John Mahoney has already passed on. And so that gives me pause. And I understand that Perry Gilpin is apparently going to make a guest appearance at some point, but the no David Hyde Pierce thing. That's that's gonna that's that's the mm-hmm. that's the real like. Mm, mm. I don't know about that. So anyway, that's the. Those are my current thoughts. I'm sure I will be updating the trivia over tea audience on my thoughts throughout the autumn. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. In fact, we can actually attempt to update your score with question nine. Yeah, we sh- we should because I have my, my score hasn't changed in in a while now. Yeah, I know. Um, on September 22nd, 2023, the newest station of Brightline, a privately developed high-speed rail line in Florida, will open in what central Florida city's airport? What central Florida city's airport? I hope it's Orlando. That is correct. Yes. The plans right now, because currently Brightline connects... Um, Current route connects uh, Miami to West Palm Beach, effectively downtown to downtown. So the plan is eventually it's going to extend up to like Jacksonville. That's the current plan. Okay. It will have like a station in like uh, like Coco slash Titusville. There'll be a station in like Orlando, a couple stations in Orlando. There will be a Jacksonville station. And then eventually they'll probably extend it out west to go like Tampa St. Pete. Wow. You know, like, right. And I don't believe that there's any plans to go to the panhandle right now, but I'm sure that eventually they'll probably try to go to Tallahassee if this is successful. And I'm surprised that trains are allowed in the state of Florida. Um, yeah. I mean, I, this is, mind you, this is, uh, again, privately developed. Oh, that, well, that's, it, that's, that's why. Yeah. yeah they've, there, there's like a whole, um, private company that's been buying up a bunch of land, w- you know, with the blessing, obviously, the various county and the state government and the federal mm-hmm. government to like try this out. 
And the idea is that if this is successful, um, they might try to do similar projects in other states. Hopefully California. Yeah, no, I'd, I I would definitely really like one of those. I mean, I'm just saying in a uh, high speed uh, LA to San Francisco. Uh, when, when are we getting that? Uh, LA to downtown San Diego in like to, 30 seconds or to, to Vegas. So that yeah, LA to I Vegas. can go there and play blackjack instead of going to the casino in Bell Gardens. Yeah, yeah you know, like I want to be able to go from like, or even we go even further. I want to be able to go to like LA to Phoenix. That'd be cool. Mm. Like L- LA to Seattle, you yeah. know, like even LA to Salt Lake City. Like, you know, it, it would be cool to, tr- to do that. But maybe, uh, maybe sometime in our lifetime. Hey, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that one day I'll get in a train in Los Angeles and I'll be in Boston in like 30 seconds. So, you know, hey, here's the hoping. Well, that might be a <laughs> that that might be a bit optimistic. I, um, I understand. But, you know, uh, you got to have a little optimism, you know, that's true. All right. Yeah, I am very optimistic about uh, question 10, though, for you. So that's that's okay. good. So question 10, despite being staged at the same time as Lava Wem and Madame Butterfly, the most successful opera, the, the Saddler, the Saddler's Well Opera stage in June 1945 was what opera by Benjamin Britten? 1945? June um, 1945. June 1945. Um, well, um, the if I'm if I if I have my dates correct, the one that's coming to mind is Peter Grimes. That is correct. It is indeed okay. Peter Grimes. Good. Yeah. The opera company actually was quite surprised by how successful Peter Grimes was, especially considering uh, the first critic show that they did was um, somewhat panned by many of them. And even internally, there was a lot of um, question marks about the show, but it was extremely well received by the audience. More critics actually really loved the show. Mm hmm. And of course, obviously, Peter Grimes is the definitive Benjamin Britten show yeah, out there. It's El Numero Uno. It's actually really good. I I do like Peter Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I guess for me personally, I wish that you would ask me a question about the hashtag baritone title role show, <laughs> Billy Budd, um, which therefore makes it better than Peter Grimes. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but uh, as 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 we know, or as anybody who has spoken to me in the last four years knows, I'm not a huge Britain fan. Um, so I, exactly. I have to say I'm a little disappointed that for the opera question you went. Oh, no, Matthew, I intentionally Benjamin chose Britain. it to be this way. I intentionally chose it so that your opera question was Britain. Yeah, like I, I knew that uh, this would make for great content if the one opera question you got was Britain. Well, at, at least you chose the at least you chose the best one <laughs> yeah um yeah i, I figured yeah. i couldn't do um grant i didn't have it in me to write a curlew river question you know yeah we're not gonna we don't need to touch <laughs> that one um oh yeah i like, can't can't say i can't say i still have the traveler's aria in my package um well hey you know I, just in case i i do have um i do have the billy bud aria in my well that's package. like a standard thing though yeah it's a one of those baritone national anthem things look through the port comes the moonshine astray it tips the guard's cutlass and silvers the snook 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. And then the more exciting part starts and farewell to ye old rights of man. Never your joys no more. I don't have anything else to So, but no. I will. I need to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You should. Oh, gosh. I just love the traditional stuff so much. It's so bad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, hey, you got to the end of the questions. Good work, Matthew. I, I think I did pretty well, actually. Yeah. You did. You got, let's see, one, two, three, um, three and a half. Uh, Four, five, five and a half out of ten. I think that's pretty good. That that's it's, that's pretty good, Matthew. It's better. All than things considered, it's better than you did. Oh, uh, okay. Again, I, I I was having a bad day. The sun got in my eye. Uh, the roof collapsed. There was an earthquake. There was a fire. Um, we, we definitely recorded that one at like nine yeah, o'clock at night. Uh, well, you know, I I had to outrun a pack of wolves at the same time. I saw a coyote in my neighborhood on Monday. Yeah. It was right on my street. Interesting. It was, mid- it was the middle of the day too, which is like it's interesting. The coyote would go all the way out to South Pass because, like, I see, yeah, like when I'm in around Eagle Rock, like coyotes are somewhat common on like Oxy's campus. You know, outside of Oxy's campus, they're not that common. Yeah, there's like I, one or two that kind of stay in that area. This was the third time that I've seen a coyote in my neighborhood, um, since I moved in last August. Um, yeah. Yeah, one time was very early. The first time was very early in the morning on um, on a, an adjacent street. And I saw the coyote from like 100 feet away. And I decided that I'd walked far enough. And I turned yeah, around and went home. Um, and then yeah. the other time was right outside my house. And then the other time, the other day, yeah. was right outside my house. I, I should note, uh, listeners, if you ever want advice for coyotes, remember, they're total cowards. If, you know, they actually will run away with it from you if they're not like in a pack if it's like a lone coyote they will almost always just run away from you I, I if was you're going gonna, their direction I'm, I'm glad you said that because i was actually going to look up like what to do if you encounter a coyote because yeah. now now when i go take my walks at night now i'm always like looking around i'm like is coyote about to sneak up on me yeah um, no, coyotes do not like being around people like okay. if you're they will try to run away from you if they're if they're alone, if they're together, then you should you you should be a bit more careful because then they might get a little more confident. But if they're by themselves, they're they just they're cowards. They run away. Okay, well that's good to know. Um, I've only ever seen one at a time. I don't know if it's the same one or if it's friends. Yeah. Um, I hope not to have to see any more. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. I think, so, uh, uh, I think that's our show. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Thank, that's thank you show. to me for all the questions. Uh, and yeah. thank you for Matthew being our contestant. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support us, uh, be sure to um, give us uh, there. There's some money I need to donate to uh, our various things. Uh, be sure to listen to us on Spotify. Okay. Uh, okay all the great. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. No, no, why don't you let me do it? Sure. You, you can you do clearly, it. You clearly don't know what to ask. I, 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 I remembered half of it. And then the other half just kind of filtered out of my head. Yeah. Well, we, what you should be telling people is that um, they should subscribe to us on their preferred podcast platform um, on Apple podcasts. Please leave us a five star review. And um, let us know what you think of these mini episodes. This one, again, is we're, we're pushing 45 minutes here. Um, and uh, yeah, do that. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Trippy Over Tea. 
Um, if you want to contribute to the production of this podcast, you may make a, a generous donation at buymeacoffee.com slash triviaovertea. Um, yeah, next week we're going to have episode 99 and we'll have a full episode next week. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, so thank you. We will see you next week.